0: True measure of success is in how you deal with it.
1: Hello and welcome to the ShiftMakers Podcast, where we share the collective wisdom some of our greatest minds have to offer. I am your host, Marianne Schnall, a writer and journalist. Over the years, I've had the incredible honor of interviewing a variety of remarkable change makers, and it is my pleasure to share some of these recordings with you for this podcast. Welcome to ShiftMakers. <laughs> a journalist who is known for profiling well-known figures in industries across politics, media, social activism. Dolly Parton may not be one of my most typical interview subjects, but as it turns out, she was one of my most inspiring.
0: I mean, there's a saying and a song that says a man can make money, but money cannot make a man. and There's so much truth in that. You can make all the money in the world, but if you're not happy... You're not a success.
1: It's so funny when you think about Dolly Parton, so much of what our images has been driven by kind of this really sort of false and artificial narrative around how she looks, people not taking her seriously. And yet, all along, it was almost very subversive and strategic of her because she was sort of going along for the joke. And yet, the whole while, um, she is a super brilliant sort of businesswoman and artist For example, Dolly is the woman who's known for this soundbite, quote, honey, I spend a lot of money to look this cheap, but also simultaneously, quote, Find out who you are and do it on purpose.
0: I love that I'm a mountain Cinderella, so to speak.
1: A few years ago, when my younger daughter, Lotus, first started homeschooling, she was going through a stage where she just wanted to read about people throughout history, alive and dead, all across industries that she was interested in and inspired her. So I remember getting Lotus the book about Dolly Parton's life and not thinking anything of it. Like, You know, I wonder what a book about Dolly Parton would be like. She wasn't somebody that I sort of put in that same category for the reasons that I was I was talking about before. And then Lotus came to share with me so many new details that I didn't even realize about what Dolly had been through in her life and what she has to offer now as a thought leader. Her personal origin story first came up in our interview when discussing her foundation, the Imagination Library, founded in 1995, a cause very near and dear to her heart.
0: My own family, a lot of my own relatives didn't get a chance to go to school. My own dad couldn't read and write because he was from a big family back there in the mountains, and they had to go to work to help feed the rest of the family. They couldn't get to school. It was too far away. Or... They couldn't spare them. And so uh, I started the program because of that in my home county, the Imagination Library, and it did so well that the governor at that time, Phil Bredesen, uh, he loved the program, and he took it and put it all over Tennessee. Then we went all over the United States, into Canada. Now we're all over the world, and we're up, we're heading toward giving away 100 million books. And so we, we actually give books to a million kids a month. And so... Uh, that's a good feeling to be able to do that. And it started from a sincere place. And I think when you work in, in your charity work, I think as a celebrity, when you get in a position to help, you should. But you should also actually... Invest in things that are personal to you that you can be passionate about, not just, oh, no, not another one of them. Oh, we have to do that again. I look forward to everything to do with the Imagination Library. In fact, I'm heading out to do some concerts uh, in my hometown. It's a community-based program. United Way has been very, very helpful uh, with helping us with all that. But it's it's a worthwhile program, and you can't get enough books to enough children. And true
1: to form, Imagination Library has gone on to become the largest literacy program in the world. Thinking back on Dolly Parton's incredible legacy to reflect on the film that she starred in 9 to 5 in terms of like the zeitgeist of the moment that we're in now um, post Me Too that this was a film that way back then was actually considered a little bit you know controversial with themes that it took on whether it was sexual harassment or all of the other inequities women face in the workplace Um, and you know huge thanks to Jane Fonda for being the one to produce that film but also what a really smart and brilliant choice to choose to cast Dolly Parton in the film, who, you know, was thought of at the time as sort of this, you know, sex symbol type. And to have her be in this film, just like a very interesting choice, while also having Dolly pen the song, the Oscar-nominated song, 9 to 5, that still continues to be a rallying cry for the ongoing movement to fight for, you know, fair treatment and equity for women in the workplace.
0: Well, first of all, I was so proud to be part of 9 to 5. Jane Fonda had the, the foresight and the insight to do a show like that. It was re- really based on a, a company called 9 to 5. I believe it's about women in the workplace. You know, equal pay for, uh, you know, for equal work and all that. And it was a it was controversial idea at the time, but a necessary one. And I was just proud to be part of that. And the fact that we've come a long way. We've still got a long way to go, but I really think we've broke some really great grounds as women, and I'd really like to think that that little movie, Nine to Five, really has done a lot to further that cause.
1: And in thinking about Dolly Parton as a thought leader, another very timely issue that Dolly had taken on, the anti-bullying movement, something that Dolly addressed in her 1971 hit song, Code of Many Colors, which she turned not only into a children's book, but also into a 2015 film.
0: Well, children love the story of Code of Many Colors because it is an anti-bullying story. It is about family and it is about, you know, someone you know, overcoming, and I think a lot of kids, you know, kind of relate to it for different reasons. They might have been the bullies. They might have been the little kid that's been made fun of. There's a little song I wrote called Making Fun Ain't Funny, and uh, it's kind of in with this little illustrated book. It just talks about my story of coat of many colors, which is a true story from my childhood. Although we had no money, I was rich as I could be in my coat of many colors that Mama made for me because Mama sewed love in every stitch. She took the time to tell me that story about Joseph and the coat of many colors in order to instill some pride. You know, in me about that. It has touched the lives of so many people through the years, even in a song. Because since it became a hit, I've had so many people say that it has healing qualities for them because almost everybody has been through something. Somebody's made fun of them about something, made them feel less than they should feel about one thing or another. It's kind of a rags to riches kind of story, too, for me. And people always love that. And so um, I really thought that it would make a good movie. In fact, I knew it would. Different people have asked me through the years, why didn't I make it into a movie? It just hadn't been time, but now it was time. And it just did so well. And I want people to take away from the movie what the story is. It's about love. It's about acceptance. It's about deliverance. It's about hope. It's about, uh, it's anti-bullying. That's a really big subject these days. I think it's really good for kids. And In fact, they even teach uh, about a, uh, from the little Code of Many Colors illustrated book that I have out uh, in schools about just accepting people and their differences and that it's okay to be who you are. We're not all supposed to be the same. So I want people to take that feeling of faith, family, fun, and just acceptance and just love it. I remember to remember all the things that mattered to me then, They matter to me now. I've made it a point not to ever forget who I was, how I am. You should never be ashamed of yourself, your family, your religion, no matter what. That's your family. That's who you are.
1: And continuing her ongoing impact, Dolly gave $1 million to early COVID-19 vaccine research that went on to fund the Moderna vaccine, which then Dolly famously received on air, promoting its safety and efficacy.
0: And if I wake up in the mornings and I find there's something going wrong, I try my best to see what I can do to make it better by the end of the day. And I pray hard about it. I work hard at it. And I just try to keep a good positive attitude. You can't change everything, but you can change some things. And by changing some things, it might change it enough to where it's bearable. Or you might, you know, can do something to lift somebody else's burden. Even when yours are too hard to carry, if you try to help somebody with theirs, yours don't seem as bad, I think. Season 2 of Shift Makers was brought
1: to you by The Shift Network. SHIFT offers
0: courses, programs, and workshops to unlock your full
1: potential through transformative education and media with like-minded allies who are called to create a better world. Visit the ShiftNetwork.com to learn more about their online courses, summits, and events. In addition to dealing with, of course, the global pandemic, the other thing that we are facing right now is just so many different divides across this country. And couldn't help ask if someone who is you know, as wise and universally loved as Dolly Parton might have some perspective on how we can bridge the divides.
0: Listening instead of just talking. I mean, we're not hard of hearing. We're just hard listening. So I think we need to try a little harder to get inside the hearts and minds of of other people and not just dwell on our own warped up sense of things. (laughs) Just like some people work at being miserable. I mean, I was born with a happy heart. I want things to be good because it just kills me when things are not good. I know that we are a great people. I know that we are a great country. I know that we go through our things. I know that uh, we'll rise above it. And I pray all the time that God will bring us together. Let us try a little harder. And we may have to get to heaven before we actually ever see peace in this world but we could do a whole lot better by just kind of changing a lot of things within our own circle in the space that we work and live in if we tried a little harder if we had enough circles going on it would be a circle of love and you know we could kind of put it all together and make it one great big thing i do know that we personally could do a lot to change the future if we wanted to
1: so after, you know, an over 60 year career as a songwriter, as a performer, as a philanthropist and now rightfully as, you know, a thought leader, I had to ask Dolly, you know, what's next? What more does she want to accomplish in her life or even if she would retire?
0: I love what I do. That gives me energy. I love my fans. I love the love they give me back. That creates energy nothing to me is more special than when I'm out on stage and I look out there and I see all those fans that really, really seem to be touched by what I'm doing. They're laughing with me. They're talking with me. They're listening. They seem to be really interested in it. And I ask God all the time to let me say and do and be something to uplift people and to, you know, let, let my work really, you know, let him shine through what I do. So I really love it, and I think it's a very energizing thing. I've never got tired of it, and I, I won't ever retire. If I get sick or my husband gets sick, well, that's another thing. But if left up to me, if, as long as I can do it, I plan to continue to perform and to sing and to write, to tour when I can.
1: So when I think about the many life lessons and contributions that Dolly has offered to all of us, when I think about how to encapsulate it in sort of the one piece of wisdom or advice that I would most want to instill in my daughter from Dolly's legacy, it probably is central to the advice that she took to heart as a young woman and is perhaps still the key to her magic today.
0: I just think you really have to know who you are. And early on, I heard that in my early life, just like through God, all things are possible and to thine own self be true. Those have been two things that I have kept and I work inside that and believe and create and strengthen my faith through both those things. So I think if you're comfortable with yourself and know yourself, you're going to shine and radiate and other people are going to be drawn to you. And by doing that, I think you can do a lot for people because you'll have a lot of help because people want to be around you.
1: Thank you for listening. And I hope you will join us again.
0: Shift Makers was created by Marianne Schnall,
1: and Season 2 was developed by Joy Donnell. Story producer and editor A. Kirsten. Research
0: assistant Angela Joshi. Some audio mixing by Timothy Dixon. Special thanks to Emiliano Lamon. For more information about this podcast or our host, Marianne Schnall, please visit marianchannall.com.